Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast, dedicated to modern sales and marketing, innovation, and leadership. Here's your host, Ian Altman. Hey, it's Ian Altman. On this episode, we're talking about email and sales and marketing campaigns. I've been receiving a lot of emails lately or LinkedIn messages, and they sound something like this. So here's what I received about a new upgraded business phone system. It says, hi there, my name is so-and-so from such-and-such a company. We help companies slash their business phone costs by as much as 55% by connecting them with up to five local suppliers. Would you be open to checking into business phone programs with the latest features, lowest costs? If yes, please reply back with the following. What's your number of phone lines and the best number directly to reach you? As soon as I hear back, I'll have one of my colleagues give you a call to go over the details. Now, as excited as I was to receive that email, I, in fact, did not reach out to this individual, did not contact them because I didn't care because it was obvious they were just pitching this stuff and didn't know anything about it. It was ridiculous. Then here's another one that says, Fee, first page of Google, top three. We will help them find you by putting your website on the first page listing on Google. We've designed a decent number of affordable SEO packages. Understanding the packages and pricing, please refer to details. In order to suggest you a suitable package, it's important for us to know the following. Your target area of location, the keywords. If you do not have a keyword list, our SEO experts can suggest feasible keywords. And let me know if you're interested in services. Then I will send you best SEO proposal and price list. So what's wrong with these offers? What's wrong with these pitches that we are receiving? Well, the challenge is that people have this crazy notion that actually we're going to be interested in what they have, and they're trying to get so much information on the first interaction, but candidly, they're not going to entice our interest. Here's another favorite one of mine. I've reached out to you a few times, and for one reason or another, we haven't been able to connect. It would be great to share a few success stories and demonstrate why I think there's a potential fit between our organizations. Do you have time for a 10-minute call next Tuesday or Thursday? Sadly, I did not have time for that. And it came from the prior prior email, which was, Hi, Ian. I'm following up to discuss our one-stop shop for all of your back-office tasks at Ian Altman. Do you currently have someone experienced in place to help you grow? There's no one-size-fits-all service for every company. So we work with each of our clients to learn their pains and build a plan of part-time CFO, controller, or HR services to give leaders more time to focus on growth. Does this sound like something Ian Altman could benefit from? If so, let's connect. What I want you to realize is that when you have some sort of an email campaign, Do not try and pitch your services. Instead, focus on the problems that you solve. And be open to the fact that people may not need what you've got. So the problem with each one of these examples, and these are ones that I've received in the last week, the problem with each one of these examples that I shared is that what they're doing is they're saying, hey, I have this great thing for you. When can we speak about it? What if instead they said, you know, for the right organizations, we help them solve this problem, this problem, and that problem. I don't yet know that we can help you. But if you're facing one of these problems, I'd love to speak with you to see whether or not we might be able to help. 
Well, what that would tell me as a potential customer is, you know what? These people don't have some delusion that they can help everybody. They're actually looking for the right fit. And if they share something that I might be facing, then it might be worth a conversation for me to have with them. But especially when these offshore companies send something that, for starters, is in broken English, so it makes me question whether or not they should be doing business in our country. And this has nothing to do with their culture or their background. It's just a function of if I'm going to be having you do marketing and you send me something in broken English, my fear is that you may not be able to communicate at the level that I need to communicate with my clients. So you want to think through these messages. So what happens is in most cases, I believe it's someone who said, oh, yeah, this is the type of message to send out. And let's send this to as many people as possible. The problem, though, is that everyone who receives that now, that company, when I see that company, I now have a negative impression of them because they're not doing their homework. They're not focused on the problems that they solve. They're just trying to pitch whatever it is they have to sell. And it turns people off. So what should you do instead? The first thing is that your initial outreach is merely just about determining if there's a conversation worth having. It should be concise and to the point that says, we help organizations just like yours. And I'd be very specific. If you're reaching out to accounting companies, if you're reaching out to technology companies, I would say, when we speak with technology companies, specifically their chief financial officer, they often tell us that they're struggling with these two or three things. It's something we have a track record for delivering great results in, but I don't yet know whether or not we can help your organization or whether or not you're even facing those issues. If you are, I'd love to talk to you to see whether or not it might be worth a further discussion. It would take us five minutes to know if there's anything worth looking at closer. So initially, all I'm trying to do is pique somebody's interest to have a conversation. Now, as soon as I have that conversation, then what I'm trying to figure out is, is that problem worth solving for them? So the first step is I'm trying to entice their interest by sharing problems we solve. The next part is I'm trying to determine is their problem worth solving? It's something we cover in great detail in Same Side Selling. And so we use the four quadrants, the Same Side Quadrants. It's page 76 in Same Side Selling in the paperback and hardcover. And the idea is that it helps us navigate through the key issues that will help us determine whether or not this opportunity is worth pursuing or not. Now, once I get that information, then any follow-up after that is always, is always going to call back to what they told us was important in their business. Meaning, I get to now reach back to them and say, hey, when we spoke, you mentioned you had this issue. Here's what was going to happen if you didn't solve that issue, and here's what the success would look like if you solve that problem. I haven't heard back. I want to make sure that you hadn't already found another way to solve that problem. See, if I can capture their attention early on around what's important to them, and then if I do a good job of qualifying the opportunity to make sure that the problem is worth solving, then I'm never following up for my reasons. I'm always following up for their reasons. And when we do that, that's when we waste less time on bad opportunities. When we focus our efforts on the people we can help the most, and when we discover an approach to selling that everybody can embrace, especially our customers. So next time, instead of looking at a mass email blast where you're trying to sell somebody everything but the kitchen sink, start with that very specific approach of just trying to entice their interest and start a conversation, and I think you'll see better results.
Remember, this show gets the direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic I should cover or a guest I should have on the program, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. If you have not already subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so. We're just about crossing that threshold of 100 subscribers and would love to jack that number up even higher. And with your help, I'm sure we can. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer.